Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. And I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we recap chapter 29 of AMC's Into the Badlands entitled Black Lotus, White Rose. Ooh. Catchy. Yes. But for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers. So if you have not seen the episode, turn this off, go watch the episode, and then come back. Right. But, spoiler, 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 you have been warned. Mm-hmm. Genius, what did you think of this episode? I dug the shit out of this episode, dude. <laughs> I dug the shit out of it. Like, a lot of things that I wanted to see, I saw. And especially, people didn't die who I hope didn't die. Well, that's a big giveaway. Well, good I mean, call. we said we were going to spoil it anyway. So, I mean, like, but speaking of good call, you called it. I, I knew, gotta, I gotta I knew they wouldn't credit. kill I got to give you credit. I got to give you credit. The, the, it's nice little, you know little bait and switch that they did with Badgie. You know, mm-hmm. I just think he was too good of a character to let go. Yeah. Um, especially the way they kind of just, I mean, he just got dispatched pretty easily, you know, and it's Badgie. Mm-hmm. So, but the way that we talked about doing this episode is we're actually going to break this down into three separate subsections. We're going to deal with the Sunny story arc, the Widow story arc, and then the Pilgrims. <laughs> so... Of those three, which would you rather talk about first, Genius? Uh, let's do the widow. Let's save the pilgrim party for later. Okay. So when we first get, I guess, introduced to the widow in this episode, she is um, outside of everything, all of the battle sequences and everything from the last yeah, she, the last I guess episode. She, she just left the dark, the Chow Carnival. Yeah. So, <laughs> and she just throws the head in the bag. She oh goes, my god! It's, it's just like a saddlebag, right? She goes, "Hey, I gotta go do some other stuff." She's like making sure that everybody's okay. She's like, "Guys, you all right? Tilda, yeah. you okay? Nick's get to Lydia, right? You know, take, Tilda, Tilda, take Gaius back to to you know the Chow Mansion, White Bone, I think it's called yeah, White Bone. Oh, which is funny because like White Bone is like I think it's in reference to a whale, and then talking about stabbing blowholes. Oh. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I didn't catch on that. Yeah. But that that is cool. Yeah. So Anywho. she <laughs> she yeah. She tasks Tilda and Gaius with taking the head of Baron Chow back to the armies They're to, like, you know, tell them that the war is now I mean one's over. One war's over. I win, but now get ready because there's another one. But they're like, uh, how are they gonna believe us? Here. Funk, just yeah. <laughs> saddlebag head and take saddlebag this, head and then go back to Lydia. Here's this. You're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. And so like, take Nick's with you. And so like, it was kind of a cool because like you saw Gaius says, "Hey, I think Gaius had a couple of good interplays at this one. Uh, one he here him and Tilda kind of like hashed things out. Right. Like, Look, I really like your mom." And I kind of wanted to see where this goes. And I like where she goes, you know, if you hurt her, I will fucking kill you. Well, she says, you break her heart, I'll cut yours out. Yeah. So I was like, holy (laughs) shit. And she's true to her word. Everything she said, she's done it. So watch out for her. Yeah, I mean, Tilda is the the master of the side eye and the sigh, apparently. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as their Gaius is walking into Whitebone, Tilda doesn't take her eyes off of him at all. She's just like, hmm. Mm, right well you know still because he could say now kill her you know mm-hmm. so i mean she's the iron rabbit for a reason you That's know true. so that she's probably true. keeping her wits about her but at the same time i hope that she realizes that maybe he does have minerva's best interest at heart yep. and he truly does care about her and obviously if he's willing enough to like present her enemy's head 
right? His sister. Yeah, his sister's right? head, not just his enemy. Right? So there's got to be a little bit more than just like, I think you're cute. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, and, and I'm completely with you because I want to see more Nick's and Tilda fighting. I, I think that's going to be awesome. I think Nick's and Gaius would make a formidable team. That'd be cool. Because they're be both really kind of cool. selfie and ninja already. Yeah. All three of them. Yeah. Holy shit. That'd be rad. A triumvirate of terror. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So anyway, back to the Widow. I got to say something. Widow was fucking fierce looking when she was riding oh, on that yeah. motorcycle. It was great. It was a very, very cool shot. Just like her just being all badass. Run, run, run. Mm-hmm. And she pulls up to the monastery. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, poor Widow. Yeah. And we kind of have to be very... I guess, careful about what we talk about with the widow and when she pulls up to the monastery because it kind of leads into other areas mm-hmm. of the story that we were going to talk mm-hmm. about. So ultimately, you know, the widow is there to try to figure out, you know, she is she's trying to confront Pilgrim ultimately. Yeah. I mean, that's her goal is to kill Pilgrim, you know, bar none. So when she gets to the monastery, she realizes that something has happened. Mm-hmm. We should stop there. Right. We'll go to stop there. We should go to the And then we need to rewind. Yeah. So we need to rewind and start talking about Pilgrim because that's where the two stories for those two characters kind of overlap. So at the beginning of the episode, we actually see like, you know, Pilgrim is summoning all of his awakened ones to kind of kiss his ass. And we've talked about this in the past, how Into the Badlands has really good... Um, set pieces and and you know lighting and whatnot there were two specific examples of that one being the widow when mm-hmm. she's walking out of like this gigantic wall of flames yeah that was and then badass. the other one is when pilgrim is standing on top of the i guess it's the slab of granite that him and the master had fought on mm-hmm. and it's just got like a light above him yeah it almost looks like the, the all of the pictures from the renaissance that you see of jesus and, you know? he, and he's over there pontificating, I will make you all gods and we will all walk again in Azra's light. And, um, and then that little shit MK. Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Right? Pilgrim. And even before that, first of all, fuck MK for multiple reasons <laughs> in this episode, okay? But the first instance of fuck MK was um, when like she's like, look, I know I done fucked up, but you got to understand he's worse than me. Mm-hmm. He's going to do nothing but bring ruin and just wants to bring death. And then I was like, okay, you know what? You're 100% right, Master, but at the same time, you're speaking to, one, people that you've imprisoned. And even though you said you're sorry, you're still, like, whatever. I mean, right. if I was in prison, then, like, yeah, I'm still kind of bitter. And two, she put these people under for a reason. Now, I'm not saying she was right, but in her mind, she's like, these are dangerous people who just want bloodshed and carnage, just like MK's friend Tate, which brings me back to my first instance of fuck MK. Mm-hmm. So he comes back up, and he's like, he's like, Oh, where's my friend Tate? And he's like, hey, some people just don't survive the needling. You know, you don't got what it takes. You don't got what it takes. Right? (laughs) The way of the Badlands. So he's like, oh, uses his dark chi. And he's about to fucking punch the master dark chi square right in the face. See, and that's some bullshit, too. Exactly. How how are you going to punch somebody that's tied up? That's what I'm saying. Torturing and interrogation is one thing. But they're like, I understand, like, shut up, you know, if you're a bad guy. But to full-on dark chi, probably... Punch your head right in. MK, such an asshole. I'm glad Pilgrim, like, Dominus Rectus Dominus, and then, like, (laughs) just (laughs) turned his... Stopped him with the Rectus Dominus. (laughs) Rectus Dominus. Oh, yeah. But at least, like, 
the master had enough foresight to like, dude, take a step back, MK. Right. And, you know, the pilgrim even says that we have we have other things in, in store for her. Mm-hmm. You know, now is not the time to do this. So we, we've got MK that's really conflicted because one of his old friends is dead now, yeah. you know. But we also see that the pilgrim is weakened still. Because the master even takes a couple jabs at him, talking about you know your, your your, I guess your power is even seeping from your eyes right? at this point. You're you a know? punk bitch and you're crying your juice. And so, like, <laughs> well, and that's one way to say it. I was trying to be a little bit more politically correct, but okay. <laughs> but like, no, because <clears throat> here's the thing: she came out and says, like, yeah, you're cry- you're even. Re- can't even hold your own power you're weeping it out it's just seeping through you you baby right or something like that but again <laughs> both these characters have such valid points you know I well mean, it's kind of like what we talked about earlier you know no one no one person in the badlands is either right or wrong mm-hmm. you know they're kind of straddling like the the gray line in between you know good and evil yeah but at least the master has enough foresight to say like look i did fuck up she truly apologizes later, but even like to her dark, the the one the sleepers, mm-hmm. like look, I did what I thought I had to do. It wasn't the best thing to do, but I did what I can, you know. But boom, and then he's like <laughs> coughing up blood. <laughs> if I'm following a if I'm following a leader, I don't know if I can follow him after like a big speech. He's like, <laughs> sounds like Dune buggy from you the old Hanna-Barbera. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Right? I would lose a little bit of faith if I'm like, oh man, this dude doesn't have much longer to live. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So you really have to question like his ability to be a god himself if he's trying to elevate all these other people and Mm -hmm. he can't even control his own power. Mm -hmm. So with Pilgrim, I know that we've got some portions of Sunny Story that kind of overlap. Do we want to keep continuing on with Pilgrim? I think let's keep continuing on with Pilgrim and then we can come back into the Widow. Okay, so where do you want to go with the Pilgrim from there? Well, from there, it's kind of the big thing. Yeah. It's kind of the big thing. Yeah, ultimately, the, the Master is kind of playing possum, or mm-hmm. opossum. Opossum. Opossum, my possum. <laughs> so she's playing possum with him, and she finally breaks out of her, her shackles and, and reignites her dark chi. Because she's like, because he was like, um, see, true power is knowing when you have the power. And then when to strike, and I was like, <laughs> "Woo!" Because the whole time I thought she was like really beat down. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just done for. Right, because we saw that uh, actually Pilgrim turned off of her dark power when she was trying to heal herself after the first battle. I don't know if it was permanent or what. So like with the dark power, because apparently there's different colors of chi. Mm-hmm. So yep. So I was surprised with that, and I was like, "Yes, hell yeah, fight!" And she was fucking him up. For a little bit there, I was like, God damn. She smacked both Pilgrim and MK around mm-hmm. because she did like some weird like force, force push yeah, drum. that knocked MK you know, across the room, mm-hmm. but ultimately it didn't knock him out. Right. But anyway, before we get to why he didn't knock him out, she was beating the master's ass. She was just like, oh, she was beating Pilgrim's ass. Yeah, the master was beating Pilgrim's ass. And then she just started choking him out. Yeah. Like, I'm the gas and walk away. Leave the talk chi. Right. Just choking him out, and like I was like, "Yes, do it," but you know it wasn't going to do it right, because we yeah. still like three. We still have a huge battle sequence that we need to go through. Right. I thought you know Ankara was going to knock her out or something like that. You know, some last minute, like some kind of teleportation like deal, or MK would throw a bottle or knock knock the master out. Okay. Not necessarily what happened. 
But when um, the knife just went whoosh, through the master, my jaw went like, <gasps> you can't kill the master. It's the master, right? And then I was like, oh, I wonder who it was. I didn't know who it was. I, but then you slow reveal it. She's like, oh, she turns around and it's fucking MK. I knew exactly who it was. God damn Because I, I, I saw that sword. Remember? That was the one he put through yeah. the guy's eyes in the last episode. That's true. I should have saw it earlier, but I, I don't know why. I don't so know why I was thinking guy. Ankara. Maybe she did have teleportation powers. She's yeah. Ankara. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we already know from the beginning of the episode that she resurrects Badgie. Right. So I'm not Ankara. I'm sorry. Um, Cressida. Oh, Cressida. Cressida. Oh, e- evil Oprah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I mean, we, we've seen from the previous episode that, you know, pretty much everybody is out for their own shit in, in the Badlands, no yeah. matter what. I mean, so really we have no allegiances. So, you know, the Master is killed by MK. Fucking MK. Little bastard. God but, damn it, MK. But it was really cool the way that they kind of hung on the, the lighting and the effect of the sword. Because you see all the like the blood kind of pooling on the end of the sword. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's that's really slick. It was a cool effect. And then Pilgrim comes up and he's like, <laughs> you saved my life again. MK is the new Crestor. Yeah, he is. As you would call him. Asking uh, Doctor if MK the new, is right for you. He's the new Craster. You know, because okay. you know, now you're you now you are my number two and I can like, call you my son. Yeah. So I bet that was the big like I'm MK. I'm Pilgrim. Yeah. Right. Yay! <laughs> Yay for MK. He's doing like the two-handed salute above his head and shit. All He's happy. giving himself high fives. Fucking making his because own. Because that's what MK would do. You making know? his own plaque for the uh, employee of the month. So, <laughs> And so then that kind of like, until the end, that leads us there. Yeah. I mean, we can continue on if you want. With and, Pilgrim? Yeah, and kind of talk about how everything kind of shapes up because Pilgrim and MK uh, leave the monastery essentially, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they tell all of the, the sleepers that they've awoken that they're going to go take over the Badlands. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much know that. I mean, yeah. that's what this whole season B is, is turned out to be. Cause now he has his army of dark ones that he wanted. Yeah. So when we were talking about the widow, she actually makes it to the monastery. Right. And she discovers that the master has been fatally wounded. Mm-hmm. So the master is kind of, you know, taking the widow in and, you know, take me to the Hall of Mirrors. I thought she was going to give her her dark chi back as one last, like, parting gift. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the price is right. <laughs> Yo, climbing up the monastery. I mean, she was climbing up the mountain. But no, we see that the widow actually (laughs) takes uh, we the master into the the mirror chamber, and that's where you know they kind of Hans. They they kind of go through like this um, this this memory recollection of the masters of you know how the master became the master. Yeah, the last time the last time she was truly happy before her dark gift. Right. So I'm I'm assuming that all of the characters that have some type of dark gift go through you know some type of yeah, I guess transform transformative like they t- they take them back to their childhood or you know some time when they were still happy, you know, before when they, they die? got the, before they got the gift or when they realized the gift or do you think that's just a mirror no. chamber thing? No, I think that's the mirror chamber thing. I think that's mastery. That's master. She's like, okay, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna choose where I'm gonna die, type thing. Because it was the okay. whole, it was a whole like mind verge thing. So it's uh, like, yes, it's the whole like it's the last place she was truly happy before the monastery. So that's like her dying, where she wants to go to finally be at peace. Okay, you know. So that's what I took out of it. 
And then she explains to the widow... Like, the f- when she realized that she had yeah. this dark power. She just pricked her finger on a white rose. Uh, uh, there we go. Uh, and um, she just got this dark chi. She wound up killing her brothers. And she goes, that was... I just remember the look of my mom of horror and shame and f- just fright and just didn't know what to do. And so th- that day forward, I tried to learn as best as I can yeah how to control it yeah that's so. exactly it and i did think it was kind of cool that you know even in i mean we're talking about only having three more episodes of this of this series left they are still adding to the story of these characters right i mean now we actually know the master's name is ada mm-hmm. you know so it's it's like really weird to see you know writers go into this depth when a lot of other shows could have like gone on cruise control but no, we're actually still getting backstory. We're still getting character development. We're still getting character arcs, which I think is refreshing. Did you notice that? Hashtag save the Badlands. Save the Badlands, man. Did you notice that um, the Master's Childhood Home was the safe house that Badgy and um, Ankara just finished using? Really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Huh. Same thing because it had, the, had that really distinct side like stable type okay. thing. And I was like, huh. Well, I mean, it would make sense. We got a lot of geographical questions answered in this one. We found out we really that did. the yep. Natural History Museum is Azra. We found out that um, apparently the sanctuary is not far from the Master's childhood home. True. And we found out that the Badlands is a very, very small part of this enormous open world that we don't even know about. Right. So, like, this was, like, a very good, like... I could just see dun 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 like the sun and like like the Baron Quinn's palace moving off. You see like the armadillo fighting the butterfly. Yeah, right. You know, just like Sherman Augustus like tower comes up, the natural history museum. So stuff like that. But no, I thought that was a really cool like ah that's neat. I didn't even pick up on that. No, that that is really cool. A little little tidbit getting thrown in there. Yeah. So okay. So we finally find out that the the master is dead. You know, she she dies from her her wound inflicted by MK and the widow just goes back. You know, she's pretty much she's pretty much done with the monastery at this she point. She gave him the white rope. Well, the monastery is pretty much done. Well, it has to be now because like I alluded to earlier, I mean the 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 shot mm-hmm. was her setting everything ablaze, you know, all the scrolls, all the teachings and she just burns the monastery down and she meaning the widow. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. It was a great looking shot. But okay, so here's my question. It's not necessarily a question, but I thought the one, like I said, the parting gift was the widow was I'm sorry, the master was gonna open the widow's dark chi flow. Okay. Right? But she didn't. She took her on this like very existential, not crisis, but like, look, I'm gonna die soon. I want to get everything off my chest. I done fucked up with putting these sleeper cells. Please make things right. This is the last thing you need to do. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really nice. But she could have been like, here's the tools. to." She goes, here, what can you use? What can you give me advice? She's like, well, strike now. That's the only advice I can give you. Well, Bye. I mean, at least she did, gave her that. You That's know? true. But she could have went like, okay, one last thing. Fip, 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 fip. And then just like flip the widow switch and let her be like a super super badass well i don't know if they would want to do that man because like you know the whole reason why the master was you know shutting all these people off with the needles is because they couldn't control their power Mm -hmm. and you know she's alluded to uh minerva not being able to control it anyway 
you know, and I don't, I don't know if she would be able to control it for, you know, any extended period of time for a good reason. I hope, Conjectureville, I hope that the little flower that um, the master gave Minerva mm-hmm. in the dream and then she picked it up and it was still real life, mm-hmm. I hope that comes into play in the fact that even though she did give the power, at some point in time, that that little flower is going to have a thorn, and the thorn is going to, yep, and the thorn is going to prick Minerva and like dark chi, and then she just like, <laughs> and Minerva just kind of like, like I don't want her to Hulk out, but just like oh, you know, you don't, you don't want her to look like the dude from Riccio, <laughs> no, no, just like start doing flips and shit, just like doing all, but she already does flips and shit, but like more chi based, more chi flips, yeah, chi flips, yeah. I like it. But, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because that white rose, it comes into play because the master's died. That's the name of the thing. So it's kind of like Chekhov's flower, mm, I guess. Gotcha. And plus it would be kind of like not poetic justice, but like her last request, the master, the cause of her dark chi and her path of enlightenment is also the cause in the beginning of Minerva the Widow's passing uh, path of dark chi and enlightenment. Gotcha. Maybe at some point in time the widow becomes the new master-ish. But, like, Ooh. learning the ways instead of capturing people, teaching them, you know? She she gives, like, Iron Rabbit slash Tilda some dark chi. I think that'd be rad. I think that'd be awesome, I think too. that'd be rad. So, okay, do with that particular portion, Master, and that portion of Pilgrim and the Widow, do we have anything else that we really need to touch on? One last thing when we go back. Let's go to Pilgrim. Okay. Because um, we talked about the very end when we see... Um, the widow walking away from the flaming monastery. Right. The very last thing we see on this one, he's doing this weird ceremony where everybody's cutting themselves in the lip to give him that scar that he has. Mm-hmm. And um, then he gives himself the dark, dark chi. Now, is that like a healing process or is that like, like he's feeding off their power mm-hmm. so he can heal himself because he doesn't have natural dark chi, but these guys do. I don't know because the only way that we know that the pilgrim has the, this dark power is he had to get it from the stone. Remember the catalyst, right? The she he had to get the from everything right that, that Sonny took out of Hanre, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know if it's one of those things where it can just like kind of jump from person to person or if it needs like some type of catalyst or refractory period. Right. <laughs> or takes like magic stones or magic beans. I don't right. know. I don't know exactly how that happens, but it takes I don't, a magic bath. With I don't know if it's handies. if it's that or just um like he's like getting his allegiance from the sleepers. Oh yeah, you know, because I, I don't join me it, in one of darkness. Right, I don't know if it was more like to refresh his power or just to show his power over them to get mm-hmm. them to cut themselves. So I don't really know. And what was up with that look from Cressida? She she's the ultimate uh, manipulator, man. Evil Oprah's pulling all the strings. Yeah, it was. It was like, yes, yeah, so all the pieces are falling into place. I like it. I like her and as I, a big bad. And I know we've talked about this before, probably in the beginning of season three, when we really started to get her character. Lorraine Toussaint, who plays Cressida, ha- she doesn't She's have killing to, it. No, 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 shit. She doesn't have to have lines at all. That woman's facial expressions are incredible mm-hmm. as this character. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and that's one of those things where I'm, I'm almost like sad to see, right? you know, the, the show end for a number of different reasons, but just because we're not going to get any more Cressida. Because she's got that look that's like, put that cookie down, and yeah. then I'm like, put the cookie down, and like walk away from the thing. And I love some cookies. So, like, yeah, no. 
All right, so now that we've kind of talked about Pilgrim all the way through, we talked about the Widow, you know, because she dispatched Gaius and Tilda on, on their merry way. She sent Nyx to uh, Lydia, so we're probably going to get some type of Nyx, uh, uh, you know, moon. Badass. Yeah, some fighting Badass. sequence. Yes. Badass. I'm, I'm all for Badass. that. Badass. So really the last piece that we need to touch on is Sunny, and that was really the heaviest portion of the show. Ooh-wee, this is a lot. So, we've already alluded to it. Yes, Baji is alive. Thank God. While they're laying on the floor in the stable, Ankara, you know, uses her uh, her powers to heal Baji because mm-hmm. they have, you know, such a long history and that, you know, Ankara always says, oh, you were my favorite and this, that, and the other. And Baji's broken up after Ankara dies. Yeah. Well, because, like, he, she was his teacher. Mm-hmm. And, like, he goes, he goes, I really did. She goes, he, I'm sorry. She said, I really did care for you. And when he heard that, he, I guess he understood he meant it because literally she sacrificed herself to restore Badgie. Whatever little energy mm-hmm. she had left, she could yep. have healed herself, but she chose to take that and some to bring Badgie back to life. And when somebody does that ultimate sacrifice in front of you, of course you're going to be like remorse and sad, especially when there's somebody that close, even though... <laughs> Yeah, the first thing he goes, he goes, I brought you back to life. And he goes, what'd you do that for, you old bag? Right? <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which I thought was great. I'm so glad Badgie's back. And he comes back with a fucking vengeance. Yeah, because we, we find out that the, <laughs> the Black Lotus has taken Sonny to Razor Ridge. Which, which is, is a dope name for a prison. Right, it's like a, another like hilltop you know, fortress fortification. I, I wrote down Razor Ridge straight state penitentiary. And that's what it looked like, mm-hmm. man. And black, the black Lotus, uh, the Magnus is the crusty warden <laughs> <laughs> and the Dufresne. No, not that crusty. He's the mean one that like put him in cell block 99, you know, and just like where they have fight clubs and shit underneath with the prisoners. Uh, so yeah, we see that Magnus, you know, brings Sonny to the razor Ridge and they're they're trying to you know kind of discover exactly what the the backstory between these guys are, you know. And then we get introduced to Sonny's sister, Kanan, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool because you know again we're being given more characters and we don't have that much more show to go. Right. But we we find out that you know Kanan actually has like severe loyalty to Magnus and the Black Lotus. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, because there was numerous times where I'm like, she has drink Magnus's Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. So must be some mighty fine Kool Aid. No, I think it's like terrible Kool Aid, but that's all you got to drink. I can see that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So you know, Sonny and and Magnus are talking about you know how everything happened and. We, we get a flashback sequence with Sonny's youth mm-hmm. where his, you know, where we, we found out from Ankara in the last episode that the Black Lotus actually raised Azra. You know, they, they broke in, they burned everything, they killed everybody. So we get the flashback sequence where a little Sonny, little Sanso, mm-hmm. and little Pilgrim are, are you know, they're, they're fighting each other. But before that, when they says... Down, look behind you. Remember this? And they saw Azra, and then they go, Azra looks fucking rad. I wrote yeah. that in my. <laughs> you you said that during the commercial break, which was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, they show us like this gigantic, and it, it looked like the city of the future from like the old mm-hmm. world science fair, you right? Know? But it, it was it was awesome to just see everything because I mean the only thing we've ever seen is just the medallion, you know, or uh-huh. like a sketch of what Azra or, looked like, or like yeah, the the or the building the of the future, yeah, right? The viewfinder right. thing that. 
you know, so, I mean, it was cool. It was cool to see all that. Yeah. To actually be able to know that, you know, Azra was a place. It was a physical place. Mm-hmm. So, Magnus is trying to get whatever Sonny has out of him. He's trying to unlock this power. And apparently, uh, Kanan is the only person that has the ability to unlock Sonny's power. I mean, is that the best way to say it? Because I guess so. I mean, because Ankara couldn't do it. And Ankara even says that, you know, Kanan is the only person that's able to able to really con- not necessarily control, but we find out later that that's what Magnus wants her to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's here's the thing. If everybody can turn on everybody's chi, Sunny has that special chi where only, I guess, a familiar tie and not like familiar as in like, hey, I know you, but a familiar as right. in like family bond tie where like must be in the blood. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that because we do know that that Kanan has you know the dark chi as well. Mm-hmm. You know she has the dark power. Everybody in Azra had the dark chi, right? Yeah, because during the during the sequences, I mean, we see like this this battle montage where Sanso and uh, Pilgrim are are training, and we find out Pilgrim has a name, mm-hmm. Terran. Mm-hmm. So you know they're they're doing this fight sequence, and, and Taryn actually yields to him a couple different times, but Sonny doesn't let up. Get up and fight! And he's like, <laughs> "Calm down, dude. Like, Take it easy, dude. You already beat his ass once. I know. Beat his ass again." But we find out that you know that the uh, the the powers that be at Azra were actually was Sonny's father. Yeah, he was like the high priest of Azra. and he's got this. We we find out where they get the the medallions from. It's the pendant ceremony. So the two people that are, are tasked with carrying Azra into the new millennia or whatever you want to say were Pilgrim and Sonny, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. I thought so, too. You know, because it's it's still adding to the, the mystique of what Azra was. And Pilgrim then is 100% right and justified when he goes, me and you were the promised ones that we were going to bring Azra to its former glory. And, mm-hmm. like, so we need to fulfill our destiny. So, like also has like a very cool dynamic and it puts a whole new spin on pilgrims not just in this for world domination i mean he is but he's also doing this as like to fulfill a promise and a code that he has been ingrained since childhood yeah so it's almost like almost a quest for honor for him now which is an interesting thing because as we see how they both started the same place but they took and they've two diverged different paths mm-hmm. even though their paths have crossed into killer territory, which was I thought was a good call out. But let's go on. Yeah. So after the fight sequence and whatnot, we find that the the guardians of Azra have actually captured three of the Black Lotus. Mm-hmm. We find out later that one of them is is a young Magnus. And, Still talking shit. And but I did think it was awesome because Sonny's dad turns on his dark power and he's interrogating the three Black Lotus. And they don't want to tell him anything, and all he does is just with a flip of his wrist breaks their neck. Almost spins their head 180 degrees, just frip like that. But before we get there, that was a cool overhead shot when they're walking into the main courtyard of Azure right. to see the prisoners, and that look down. That was dope as shit. And I like how like it, like you said, it's bringing more backstory. And then we see them. He goes, "Who are you? And how'd you get in here? I ain't saying shit." Snap. Who are you and how did you get in here? I ain't saying shit. Snap, if it was me, who are you and how would you get in here? Ooh, my name is Genius McGee and I got into the secret tunnels, right? <laughs> and so like, I'd spill my guts. I'd probably get my neck snap still. But if I saw three people die, I'd probably like 
spill. But he goes, hey, this last one is for you, Sonny. Right. He fulfill says, your destiny. Yeah, you have to fulfill your destiny because you are you are a killer. That's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be in life. Yeah, he goes, that is your job, dude. And I'm like, wow, man, you're, you're just going to tell him that he has to be a killer? I'm thinking Azra was some sort of like futuristic, peaceful society, but like it's dark as shit. Mm-hmm. Where like it's all yeah. based on killing, but yet they don't want anybody else to know them in the outside world. So who are they killing? Uh, that's a good question. You know what I'm saying? I thought that we were gonna see Baron Quinn. Me too. Because Me we too. we know that Quinn like. Uh, essentially raised Sonny from a from a young boy. I had her since I was like, you were a cult. I, I thought that we were going to see Quinn like buy Sonny from his dad or something mm-hmm. like that. I thought that would have been awesome. Bring back Martin Sokus. But, you know, we didn't get that. But we get the the portion where Sonny's dad says, you know, you have until the, the sands fall through this hourglass, you know, and then you'll die if you don't tell us what it is. So... The hourglass comes into play a few times, actually, quite well. Mm-hmm. First, she says, so he's talking to um, Sonny's sister, and he goes, you know, in Lark's Dark Sheep, you have to the sands of the hourglass. I'm like, okay, you have two hours. And how cool was that contraption that he locked Sonny in? It was like a, a bunch of chains, but it was weighted in different areas to where he couldn't move. It looked like medieval Hellraiser, and it was dope as shit. Dude, it was a sweet little contraption. With the sandbags and all that counterweight and stuff so he can't move. I thought it was pretty damn brilliant, actually. Yeah, it was but sweet. Speaking of world building, before we get to like when he's all tied up and like the master plan, when he's talking to like Sonny the first time and talking to the sister, it's cool to know that the, the, the Black Lotus has been around for a long time. A very long time. Like 500 years, they said. Mm-hmm. And just going around extinguishing the Dark Ones and looking for Azra, which is like, that's kind of crazy. You know, just because the Dark Ones were the ones... We find out that the Dark Ones were the ones that kind of, like, brought the apocalypse. Right, yeah. I mean, Which they, is another they were the big ones reveal. That for the, the, the downfall of society as we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought that was kind of cool to be able to lead in with that as to find out... you Because we've, we've talked about how the characters aren't necessarily, like, all tragic or all heroic. They can, they're kind of like an intricate mix of the two. Yeah. And Magnus is almost mad, but yet he's justified. So when when he's trying to cleanse the world of all the people with dark power, he's doing it for a reason. Right. You know, but I thought the way that they they kind of do the whole um, pontification might have been just a little bit too long. But mm-hmm. I did like the way that they introduced how how integral Sonny's sister was going to be to this whole thing. Like how she is the key that unlocks his his magic power because the the whole dream sequence thing is brought on by her when yeah. she just kind of unlocks his memories because we we don't get anything from him because he barely remembers anything mm-hmm. you know he's got the medallion but other than that he he remembers nothing of Azra normally I'd be pissed with like this much backstory brought up but I really liked it you know I really liked the flashback sequence thought it was a cool like character arc like hey you're a killer that's all you're gonna do so kill within the hour kill mm-hmm. this guy it even comes back into play when like because they he has the memory flashback like two or three different times going back one of the times when he's in the present and he's trying to talk to his sister like look this guy's an asshole but when you we were back there uh i didn't want to kill you know and he goes well but look what happened to you now look i saw the things on your back you're still a killer even when you got out of azra all you could do is kill so why don't you just kill for us? You know, right. so it was, 
And it was an interesting play. He goes, no, I'm not going to because that's the same thing that my Baron used mm-hmm. to tell me. me to do. Yep. You know, you're over there getting your ass beat on the daily, which we find out is 100% true because even though she's a badass and holds all this chi, he still, even he when he gave her that kiss, and he goes, and you're still a filthy dark one. And I'm like, God damn, Magnus, you're an asshole because she just did all this stuff and she's going to do these other things for you. Betray her own brother. Unlock dark chi so you can destroy the world of dark ones. And the only thing you can think about is you, a fucking dark one, piss up a rope, dude. Like, <laughs> he, he's awful. He's awful. And so, like, then he's all tied up. When we go back, and then we see that Sonny had made the ultimate choice to do, not only disobey um, his father... But to allow Magnus to leave, mm-hmm. you know, he instead of taking the knife to kill him, he actually takes the knife and breaks the chain that that's holding him in. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting that that Sonny would do that and that Sonny would remember that. Yeah, I thought that'd be more like a repressed memory. But Sonny is really the reason why Azra falls because he let him live. Yeah. Uh huh. I thought that what was going to happen was like, oh, thanks, kid. Come on, let's go. And then they leave. Right. Mm-hmm. And then somehow shenanigans later, he winds up getting in a crate. I didn't realize that like Magnus was such a douchebag. Even back then I go, damn, you're a douchebag in the past too. Right. He's over there. Like I'm going to kill you kid and blah, blah, blah. And answer's going to fall good on Sonny for like going shtick and taking that knife and giving him a good scar. And I guess that was a good like thing. Like now do you remember me? Like you fucking asshole <laughs> beating up my sister and you give me PTSD. Oh, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. So, I mean, after all of the the sequences and everything and all the flashbacks with Sonny kind of realizing what his past was, Mm -hmm. we get the portion where Baggy actually breaks into Razor Ridge (laughs) and like, like form tackles one guy and kills him, knocks him against the wall and then just beats the hell out of of another guard, goes to get Sonny and then realizes, well, hey, I'm going to go ahead and divert. And he goes into Magnus's chamber while Magnus is drinking something that oddly looks like urine. I don't know what the hell kind Fine of drink brandy. that was. But he, he's kind of like, you know, trying to figure out what his master plan is going to be. And Bashi is just like, yeah, you left me to die, you a-hole. <laughs> he goes, you remember me, asshound? And he throws that cool, like, bolo thing. Around his neck. Yep. Traps him. Has him fucking dead to rights. He goes, oh, I'm going to take this. Takes, like, his master plan. Well, you know what that was? The, um, I, I think that was the map to where all of the, uh, Black, the Lotus. Black Lotus hideouts were. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. And then has him. Come on, let's go. Let's go find Sonny. This pissed me off. <laughs> this pissed me off. Badgie comes in. Has Magnus. Saves the day. Is about to find Sonny. Next thing you know, there's Sonny being led by in the sister. Okay. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, being led by two of the Black Lotus. Two of the Black Lotus. And then like, oh, hey, Sonny, I got to go. Yeah, Yeah. let's go. Come on, let's go. And he goes, no, 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 we're not going to go out without my sister. Like, ah, damn it. All right, let's go find your sister. The sister pops up. You don't have to go very far, right? She puts the knife to Baggy's throat. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? He goes, you really think you're going to get out of here with her? She's devoted to me. I put her in submission like a goddamn dog. Watch. And so then she puts the knife to her throat, right? And then Sonny's like. All right, let him go. And I was like, God damn it, Magnus. You know, just like, Ugh, you're vile and despicable and you make everybody do stupid, stupid shit. Now, I'm not saying he she should have left the sister to die, but maybe call the bluff a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Maybe. Maybe. So we find out when Sonny's, uh, or his attempt to have the dark chi extracted from him, 
that um, his sister actually, I, I believe that she had like the, the idea of helping Sonny, you know, some, because the, some of the looks that they exchanged and Baggy's all tied up and whatnot. And Magnus makes the thing, you know, by the end, by the time the sand goes through this hourglass, we'll kill you all. Still talking shit. Still. But we find out that, you know, Sonny's sister's not going to let that happen. She attacks, knocks over the the big, I guess you would call that like a torture rack. I Mm -hmm. mean, for lack of a better term. Do you think that um, when Sonny's sister opens up the dark chi on, I'm not opens up the dark chi, goes into Sonny's mind one more time, he's like thinking about all the horrible shit that Magnus did and was talking shit about her. Cause even right before Probably. that, and then that's when she goes in her mind, she goes, Oh shit, look at this. Mm-hmm. And that made her like, oh. yeah, come to the realization that Sonny wasn't trying to hurt her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that was it. And then, so we get a cool little battle sequence between a lot of the black Lotus, Sonny and Baji and, and, uh, Sonny's sister and everything as they break out of where they're at. So, okay. The only thing I have a problem with, is that when they fight, they don't kill Magnus. Yeah, but okay, so I have to be with that too, but I think you're, I was going to say, and they have a cool little fight, and I'm like, bullshit, it wasn't a cool little fight, dude. That fight scene was fucking dope. That was a great fight scene when Sunny. So anyway, so she gets like, she gets her memories back, and like, oh yeah, this Magnus dude really is an asshole, let mm-hmm. me fight back and help everybody out. She does another, like, Ankara force push, mm-hmm. and just obliterates that medieval uh, torture device. But first... Sonny's using it. He's still chained up because apparently it's still pretty strong because it's a, if it's enough to hold the dark chi, you know, it's still pretty good. But it's still in shambles. He's still using the chains that, yeah, to that fight are with. B- bound his wrist and everything. And he's jumping over on the on the thing like a jungle gym and kicking some ass, bringing the chains out and using them against him. Then <clears throat> she's fighting Magnus. She's whooping Magnus's ass. Easily. Beyond easily, dude. She's getting me the shit out and like just holding back, just dodging all of his shit, kicking his face in. Glorious. Then even Badgie gets some good licks in this mm-hmm. one. Badgie takes on a couple of people. His hands are still chained up, and so he's using it to block the swords. But he picks that one up. He he wraps it around that dude's sword and uses his like shoulders to flip that dude off. And I think that guy stuntman broke his back. Because that was a painful-looking landing. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You couldn't pay me to be a stuntman on End of the Badlands. Dude, it was a great fight, because you see Sonny, he didn't even, like, lay, he literally didn't lay a hand on a single person this whole entire episode. Like It's true. This whole entire fight, he was just using the chains, and then he even used that one guy's, like, mace ball, mm-hmm. wrapped up against the chain to have, like, a super mace ball chain. <laughs> Kunai with chain, right? And just bury it in the side of that dude's head. That was glorious, just like... And I was like, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of that fight scene. It was really good to see. But yes, it made a, left a bad taste in my mouth when they left Magnus alive. I was like, son of a bitch. Have I mean, you not how, learned how, your lesson? Exactly. How hard would that have been just to walk over and just... Double tap! Yeah, just some, you know, snap some necks for some DOS effects. The I mean, widow would have. Oh, yeah. The widow would have. She would have put a heel through his head. I think Magnus is lucky that it was Sunny. And Sonny's yeah. trying to not kill people, even though he did just bury, like, a whole bunch of Black Lotus, you know? So, but, I don't know. He could have, like, close to death. Because mm-hmm. Magnus doesn't have any magic or dark chi. That's true. So That we know of. Yeah. So he could, like, like he could pull a Batman, like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. You know? And so, like, <laughs> I don't know. 
And then the, the, the final portion of the show that we actually see is like kind of like montage between all of them. Now, I have to ask you, because they decided to do something very atypical of Into the Badlands. Instead of doing some type of like set piece music, they decided to use the sound of silence. The Simon and Garfunkel that was covered by Disturbed. Did that work for you? Why or why not? Okay. At first it didn't. When it was like, Hello, Douglas, my old friend. And I was like, Ugh. Let's stop right there. David Draymond sings a hell of a lot better than some backwoods hillbilly that you just made him sound like, okay? He's, he's not like, I like pants around your waist or anything like that. And that but. will be the last time that Nickelback is ever mentioned on this podcast. Otherwise, I'll be finding another co-host. <laughs> <laughs> no, at first it didn't work because I was like, uh, one, I don't like that. I didn't like that cover that much. Not my favorite cover, you know? It's not that it's bad. It's just, uh. And, like, at first it didn't. But then, when it got a little more into the song, instead of, like, when he... he Just the beginning portion? Yeah. When it goes a little bit more, like, you get a little more emotion in it. He's a classically trained singer, man. Yeah. So, when he got into more emotion, and then, upon the montage, you see this, not emotional stuff, but this really heavy shit going Mm -hmm. on. You have the widow and the master, the um, monastery on flames. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the widow's chapter. You have the um, pilgrim finally amassed his dark chi army mm-hmm. and he's ready to storm the badlands. So that's what he's about to do. And so that's a very dark, ominous warning. You have Sonny um, Baji and his sister running for their lives out of the Black Lotus. And that's a very big thing because Sonny has now disavowed Azra. He takes his medallion fuck Azra and throws it off there turning his back on everybody and everything having to do with them. That's a big step in something. Yeah. And as, as he continues to look over, he sees his younger self. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I'm going to make things right. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to, I'm going to live up to the promise that we had. Absolutely. And so that was a big thing. You have Gaius and Tilda holding up the head of his sister in victory while everybody's like, Baron, Baron, Baron. Yeah. Right? And the, the Chow army are essentially bowing to all of them. Mm-hmm, Cause he's at literally the only Chow left. So that's another big thing. And I thought when the emotion in the song, it worked well with the emotion then at the um, at the scene. Okay. Because there's complex emotions and that's a complex emotion song. So for the most part, 50-50. Okay. 50-50. Now, okay, this is a disclaimer on my, on my behalf. I like Disturbed. I like that cover song. I didn't like it in the episode. Just because I was... Not necessarily taken back, but all of the music that we've heard hasn't necessarily had lyrics to it. I understand why they did it, but all of the music that we've heard, like, you know, the the intro that Mike Shinoda does is just awesome. It's yeah. got the feel of Into the Badlands. I just didn't think that the Sound of Silence had the feel of the Badlands because yeah. it carries so much out, you know, exterior baggage for me, you know, because I'm a fan of the band. I'm a fan of the song, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of stuff. So I think just for me personally, I'm not going to like change my score because that song was there. right. It just it took it, you out. No, it didn't really take me out. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's about, the, I can see that. Cause it didn't work for me at the beginning. It worked better, but it didn't work at the beginning. Yeah. It just, uh, I, I'm indifferent to it. That's and the best, that's the best way I can put it. And see, maybe I'm not, because I'm not the biggest fan of the song. That's kind of like, yep. So flip yeah, the script on that. Yeah. 
So do we have anything else that we need to cover or talk about with the show? No, I think that kind of covered it. Go okay. for it. So like we do on every episode, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode? 8. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. This episode is fast. It was brisk. It had emotional punch. had a badass fight scene. Introduced a whole lot of new stuff. Put us in a whole new world. We have everybody's teams already ready to go. The ominous is on the way, but our heroes are there to save the day. I'm excited for this next last, the, unfortunately, the last three episodes. Yeah. But I like the way this left off. Sound of silence or not. <laughs> so I'm going to go eight. Okay. And I'm actually going to go at eight with, as well because I like the way that the show kind of gave us more by giving us less. Because, I mean, it really focused on specific characters as opposed to like the entire badlands mm-hmm. i mean because it could have gone more into depth with you know what what nicks and tilda and gaius were going to do but it didn't really give us that it was just like okay cool your your task with this go do it they did it awesome you know the widow her portion was was pretty kick-ass because it gave her a little bit more story with the the master and how like i guess her, their pasts were tumultuous and now those two people come together yeah and then I'm all for Sonny. I mean, that, yeah. we, we've seen him since the first episode of the show. So I'm going to go eight. You're going to go eight. I want to remind everybody that we will be back next Monday for our recap of episode two of HBO's Game of Thrones. And then we'll be back Tuesday yeah. for recap of chapter 30 of AMC's Into the Badlands. But on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I'm oh. Dustin P. And I'm going to find some marshmallows for the monastery. <laughs>